It's a nice summer evening, and I'm recording this at the start of a new week. Welcome to a new episode of The Walk. It's been a nice day. It's not too warm. We have a very typical Dutch summer so far, with lots of rain, very mediocre temperatures, but when I see what's happening in other parts of the world, I'm actually very grateful that so far... This summer is more Dutch than I usually prefer. So I went for a a bike ride today, 52 kilometers. I don't know how many miles that is. Uh, All the way to uh, the town of Duiven, which is near Arnhem, where I uh, had to pick up some, uh, some lamps, some lights for my new studio or my future studio in the rectory in Bennecom. And uh, these are Philips Hue lights. Normally they're very, very expensive, <clears throat> but I saw them on sale. Uh, and this was kind of the lowest price that they've been <laughs> ever since uh, they were advertised. So I was like, okay, I need six of those. The only problem was that everybody saw that it was a great deal. So they, uh, they sold out online super quickly. And then I saw that there was this one store uh, where they still had them. Uh, but you had to go and pick them up at the store themselves. And then I looked on, on the map and I saw it was about an hour and a half by bike. If you, if you bike at a moderate speed. So I figured, you know what, I'll just do that as my cross training. I'll just uh, take my bike. And I know that it is uh, a bit of a challenging itinerary because it takes you over all those hills and small mountains that uh, are between Wageningen and uh, and Arnhem but you know it's the beginning of a new week and I'm really really putting a lot of effort into getting healthy Um, and so today on my training on my marathon training schedule um, it said that I had to do cross training actually only one hour so I went a little bit overboard because I think in total I was on my bike for uh, almost three hours. <coughs> Excuse me. I got something in my throat. Um, but uh, but it's worth it. I mean, every, every time I work out and I move, I feel better and stronger. And um, actually, I wanted to record this episode last Saturday. But that was the... The end of a very testing week, health-wise, energy-wise, I've been really struggling with uh, with my with my work. Uh, I just couldn't put myself to to the task and and start editing those TV episodes for for some reason. I'm just I don't know. I can't put myself to to work. I can't concentrate. Um, and I don't know, normally I'd say it's just a matter of, you know, just start and then the energy will flow by itself. But even that didn't work. <clears throat> and and in, in addition to that, I also had a lot of trouble sleeping. Um, some, some nights I would just sleep a few hours and I'd lie awake for hours and hours. And I just can't figure out why. Because in fact there is... Not that much going on in my life right now. There's hardly any stress. There is no, uh, there are no immediate deadlines or anything. 
So I think it it has to do with my overall uh, my overall condition. I'm just not, or I use I was actually in a pretty bad shape coming out of um, the the COVID year, and sometimes I have these moments where I completely crash and I'm so inexplicably tired that I have to lay down and then I fall asleep and I literally wake up and it can be in the middle of the of the afternoon I wake up four hours later and I feel like I (laughs) I've been I've been a a zombie for for a year and it's it's very strange so I figured one thing that I can do even though I may not be able to fix immediately my overall uh, let's say energy levels what I can do is get out there and start moving because if there's one thing that can lift my spirits and help me to get better it is moving it's physical exercise I know that from years and years of experience and of course I happen to already have started the marathon training and uh I think that also wore me out at first because I'm still a bit too heavy. So I combined that with healthy eating. I'm counting my calories. I've given myself a very strict um, a very strict day rhythm. And I use the app Habitica for that. It's an app that I've used in the past as well, uh, which rewards you for uh, all the small habits that you do every day. And it's just been the perfect app for me. I'm not sure if it works for everyone, but there's a bit of a, uh, a game aspect to it. So uh, while you cross off your to-do items and uh, you follow up on your desired habits, you gather points. And those points can help you defeat, and I know this sounds a bit childish, <laughs> but it works for me, it helps you defeat monsters. There's this RPG type of game in the back, running in the background. You can actually also team up with other people that also want to join those same uh, quests to to grow new, to create new habits. Um, and when you don't do, of course, it's all up to you. You have to cross it off, and <laughs> you can cheat all you want, but it's just not very useful because the app is about creating new habits so it kind of presupposes that you are motivated to do that it's not about the game Um, but if you don't hit your marks then the monster actually can can start hurting you and worst case scenario you're you're uh, leveling down instead of leveling up and with points and little potions you find along the way you can get new equipment, etc. I mean, these tiny little motivational aspects of the, of the app are really working for me. Plus, you know, every time you click something you've done, like for instance in the morning, uh, I, I've put my prayer life in there. <laughs> so like when I do my meditation, my morning meditation, um, and then I, I, afterwards I click on, the, on that particular item, uh, it gives me a little bling or a little sound, which is really cool. And even the sound by itself is enough for me to to create that little reward, and, uh, and that makes me motivated to also cross off all the other items. It's been really amazing what it's been what it's 
<laughs> been able to do. I'll just uh, let me look it up on my phone here and uh, tell you about the habits that I've already been able to establish because most of the things on my list, and I'm creating new habits as well um, in order to fit in more of my goals. All right, let me just show all the items instead of the ones that I've already done. How do I do that? Um, I'm actually not sure. It should be possible to put a... Ah, okay, here we go. So for so this, you have, you've got three categories of, of habits um, or quests, quests that you can try to accomplish. Uh, the most common ones are the habits. These are just basically every time you do something, um, you can click on a plus. Or you can also create habits that if you don't do them, you have a minus that you can tick. And then uh, you get you get uh, penalty points. So these are actually not these are irregular. So these are things that I can do every uh, every time I want to. Um, and my current list consists of push-ups. Now this is a small habit that I've integrated after reading the book about tiny habits. Um, and the commitment that I made was every time I enter my room, and it, I mean the loft in the attic, every time I do that, I have to do push-ups. And I started three weeks ago, I think, with just doing two. Maybe it was four weeks ago. Just two push-ups. I wasn't even obliged to do them, you know, like full push-ups. I could also uh, just, if I was unable to perform two, two push-ups, I could also just kneel and do like kneeling push-ups. Um, and that was about it. And because it was so simple and it didn't cost any energy, uh, it, I step, and that's kind of the trick, you know, with these tiny habits, you make them as simple and easy as possible because what matters is not the accomplishment. What matters is the ingraining this habit into your routines. So after a week, I was used to, every time I entered my room, to do two push-ups. Then the next week, I said, okay, now I can. I feel a little bit stronger, more courageous. Let's do four push-ups. And so I did four, and first day is like, okay, wow, I've not done push-ups for a long time. But okay, four, and then the next day it already gets super easy. And then uh, after about a week, I was like, well, what if I do, instead of adding two more, I think I can just double it. I'll just go to eight. And then the week after that, I'm going to go to 16. I was totally unable to do more than 10 push-ups. Even 10 would just leave me panting on the ground, completely exhausted, sweating profusely. <laughs> and so I went from four to eight. And then this week, or actually last week, I went from eight to 16. <laughs> and lo and behold, the first time I tried 16 push-ups, I was dead. I was like, there's no way that I can do 16 push-ups consistently. But, well, I, I made a commitment and I wanted to hear that bell, which I will... Let, let me play this because I did some push-ups right before I started podcasting. Now, if I check it off, this is what you'll hear. Oh, darn it. <laughs> I've got the phone on mute. Okay. Well, you just believe me. You'll hear... <laughs> 
<laughs> you'll hear a bell. And uh, so I did 16 first day. And the next day, it was already easier. And then the rest of the week, you know, it, it cost some effort. But I was able to do 16 push-ups uh, around 6 or 7 or sometimes 8 times per day. Which means, if you add it all up, you know, if I do... 8 times 16 push-ups it's 126 push-ups every day I mean that's insane and so this week of course I I didn't think it was wise to do 32 push-ups so I, I just tried to do as many push-ups as I could um, and the first day I managed to do 20 that's still a, uh, an increase by four. So now I can do 20 and that's the maximum. I just feel that right now I can't do more. But it just goes to show that with that little tiny habit that started with just two push-ups, four weeks later, I'm able to do 20 push-ups and I do multiple sets of 20 every day. So I'm pretty sure that I'll get to 100. I don't know when, but I will get there. And so it's, it's very encouraging, very empowering to see that with these tiny little steps, you can get a long way. And actually, the progress is faster than I thought it would, than I thought would, would be possible. I'm, uh, I'm walking up this slope to the dike on my left. This is big factory near the river. There's a small harbor, actually. I still don't know what they make here, but I, I suppose it's clay, stone, whatever. Uh, and this is kind of my new route for, for the training runs as well. So as my distance increases, I can go and explore more of the countryside. And I've been just amazed by the beauty of the, of the landscape. So if I continue in this direction, so I'm actually walking west. There's some cars and buses passing me by here. Um, across the road. If I continue to walk, well, of course, I'm not going to be able to do that within the, <laughs> within the uh, small hour that I'm talking to you. But uh, I did this on Sunday, Sunday morning, really early. I ran all the way to... Uh, the Grebeberg, which is a small mountain, or actually a, one of those long hills that have been formed uh, during one of the Ice Ages. Um, and that mountain, or that hill, uh, has been fiercely battled in the Second World War, and many soldiers died. So on top of the hill, you will actually find a military grave, or military, uh, not one grave, but actually it's a whole cemetery with hundreds of, you know, these long rows of military graves. And it makes you realize how many young men, I would call them children because they were probably like, I don't know, 22 years old. They, they gave their life to, to liberate us from the, from the Nazis. Um, and so, and then when you continue and you run down that hill, you come to a small town called Reynen, which is absolutely gorgeous. It's got an old medieval church, and it's right beside the banks of the river. And then from there, 
I ran back, but this time not over the hill, but alongside the river, that part, that track has been closed for the, to the public because of the inundations and uh, high water that we've had for a number of weeks. But fortunately, the water has... Um, uh, it's not back to its normal level, but there's definitely uh, the water is, uh, is less menacing, and so the outer edges of the river are now accessible again. And that too was a really, really beautiful run. Uh, so that's another thing that I've been able to um, to do, <laughs> even though that was a hard habit to establish, and I'm still not there. But I wanted to uh, go to bed and wake up at a very, very consistent um, on a very con- consistent time schedule. I'm, I'm currently reading a book. Um, which is uh, super interesting about the, uh, you know, based on a lot of recent research uh, uh, when it comes to sleep and the effects of sleep and also the detrimental effects of, the, of lack of sleep. And one of the things that uh, the writer continues to emphasize is the importance of uh, sleeping at, at regular hours. And I felt that with my you know more recent struggles to sleep i i i could just try to go to bed at 10 and wake up at 6 that would give me 8 hours of sleep which is in for most people uh a a good number of hours um for for many weeks i've only slept about 6 hours and even though 6 hours were not quality sleep i can monitor the type of sleep that I have, thanks to uh, a wristband that I'm wearing, the, like one of those um, fitness trackers, and it just shows that I hardly have any deep sleep, which is the restorative sleep. And I think it all has to do with just living a very irregular, um, chaotic life, <laughs> almost. Uh, and that's not just because I'm not very consistent it's also because the the lifestyle in the house is very uh um, different every day there are days that um if i would follow the rhythm of the house we would only eat at around 10 o'clock in the evening um we'd still be up at midnight uh and, and other days Nobody is there for dinner, and I kind of have to whip up something myself. Um, and, and with the mornings, it's the same. Sometimes people wake up super early. Sometimes everybody sleeps in. It is just all over the place. And I decided, well, you know, I cannot change the people that I live with, but I can change myself, and I can do what works for me. So that's what I'm trying to do, and Google Fit is tracking these hours so I it, it, it asks me every day on my phone you know is this I, I think you were sleeping between this and this hour is that correct usually it is and then uh, it tells me that if you know because I I entered the goal into the Google Fit system and it has only been successful once like last night I was able to actually make it to bed at 10 o'clock and wake up around 6. 
it's got a 30 minute margin. So uh, I, I needed that margin, but I'm working on it and I think I'm going to get there. Uh, the big upside of this, of these efforts is that I actually was able to get at least three nights where I really slept well and I could also see that I had not, have not woken up during the night. Um, I've had much more deep sleep than before. So maybe it's all starting to pay off. Back to these habits, let me uh, tell you a few more that are uh, written up here in my app. Uh, Counting calories. That's a very simple habit, but I want to really encourage myself to count calories every single time I eat something, because I know that it is for me the only way to lose weight. And I'm using um, my fitness pal. It's an app that I've been using for uh, a few years now because it's got a really good uh, database that also includes a lot of Dutch food uh, because it's got a lot of Dutch users. So there's hardly ever anything that it doesn't recognize and, uh, and, and it's really paying off. I've been trying to, uh, to kind of guesstimate my uh, calorie intake in the past and it really never worked. I, uh, I just kept gaining weight and now with this uh, method, I've been doing that for about a month now in, in combination with the very... Con- <laughs> I try to be as consistent as possible with the marathon training. I've already lost 5 kilos, which is about 10 pounds. And that's not bad <laughs> for uh, a little more than a month. I'm absolutely not, not there yet. I want to get to my ideal weight, which is still, whew, I think, 12 kilos lighter than I currently weigh. Um, but the, and, and you know, some, some weeks uh, it, it goes very fast. Other weeks, and I think this also has to do with the fact that because I'm training so much, I'm also building muscle. So that kind of slows down the overall weight loss. But of course, it, it, it changes the, <laughs> the entire composition of my body, which is necessary because if you remember uh, a few weeks ago, I did this, uh, this overall health check, and it turns out that my uh, visceral fat level is way too high. Uh, so that's the fat around your organs. And that is one of the hardest things to, uh, to fight off. And so that's what my, my, my goal is not really... My, my priority is to lose the visceral fat. That's the most important thing because that's the most dangerous fat because it, uh, it disturbs your hormonal balance. It can uh, even cause cancer. It's the worst fat that you can have. But unfortunately, it's also the, the one that is the hardest to get rid of. So um, here's hoping that in a few weeks from now, the, the dial will finally start to move down. Then I have another habit, which is vacuum, vacuum, whoop, vacuuming. <laughs> but I maybe should uh, just change that into cleaning uh, altogether, because of course I don't have an entire rectory to clean just my room. Um, Then I have uh, also two entries for to kind of reward myself for good behavior, which is to end the day on a calorie deficit. 
So that is, of course, what uh, I can calculate with my fitness pal. Um, and so if I'm under my, a little under my, uh, my actually uh, allowance, calorie allowance, um, I, I get to check that off. And then there's also no snacking at the TV, which was my worst habit before I moved. It was always in the evenings that I would watch a movie and I would just snack. I would just eat potato chips, uh, whatever was, was, was available. And then I drink soda and it's just, that's the worst, of course, when it comes to uh, adding extra calories. And so I started this, I added this, uh, um, this item on the checklist when I was still in the other rectory. But I have to say, I, I, can, I can reward myself every day because I'd never snack. Because I don't have a TV. <laughs> and, of course, watching a movie on my monitor, on my computer monitor, uh, is the same. But I, I just don't feel the urge at all. And it's probably because I go to bed early. So I don't have time to snack, or time to watch TV, for that matter. And also, the snacking was mostly, uh, I think, just uh, me trying to compensate. I wonder what this... Where are these bikers coming from? I go to the left, do I go to the river? Well, let me just find out. Instead of walking on the dike, let me just go down here and see where it leads. Um, where was I? <laughs> the habits. So it is, I think, the, the biggest reward of, is, of course, consistent weight loss for uh, five weeks now. And uh, I'm, I'm feeling much, much better already. Uh, then the next category, I, I apologize if this is a little bit too detailed, um, but I just want to give some of you ideas on how to modify your own behavior by showing you how I do it. But it's, it, uh, yeah, I know it's a little bit boring, maybe. <coughs> so here's a list of dailies. Now, this is the most important list for me because this is how I truly changed my lifestyle. And I sat down and wrote on a piece of paper, oh, wow, that's a harbor here. Whoa, and tons of mosquitoes oh my gosh i'm gonna end up with so many mosquito bites because they they love me they love me <laughs> they want to eat me that's how much they love me oh I've, my legs have been covered in mosquito bites for most of this summer uh, but there's a, an entire harbor here and lots and lots of little boats and i've never seen this before because it's hidden from the ouch from the dike by lots of trees and because of all the water it's just just swarming with uh, with mosquitoes i don't like this and it's probably also because the rest of the uh landscape here is also partially underwater because of the uh um, the high water so it's just a perfect breeding ground for mosquitoes yikes i may have to go back and then this ends in a parking lot. That's not very interesting. It's just that. It's just a parking lot. Okay. Or is there a path that continues? Let me just check. Uh, oh, I see a little small path here. Let me just follow that. Just for the fun of it. 
and extra penance with all the mosquito bites. I gotta keep my mouth closed. The other day I was on my bike and I was uh, I was going up a hill <laughs> and so I was breathing through my mouth and all of a sudden there's this insect that gets <coughs> I couldn't breathe anymore. It just flew straight into the um, into my lungs almost. Oh man, that was not that was not nice. Oh wow, okay, here is a bench. And I think that, <coughs> that's a gate. I, yeah, I think this is just a viewpoint. Oh boy. So many mosquitoes. Oh, it's swarming. I'm going to turn back. There is no exit here. This is just a place where you can sit and watch the river, which normally would be fun, but not with all these little <laughs> buzzing friends around me. So, um, the, with the, I sat down, I wrote down the things that I wanted to include in my day. And then I tried to, to link them, <clears throat> that's my technique, to things that I already did. So, for instance, breakfast. These eat, eating is the, one of the... Oh, wow, look at that sunset. I'm walking back to where it came from. And all of a sudden I see this beautiful, gorgeous orange sunset. Uh, the clouds are purple and blue. Oh, wow, this is stunning. Uh, that's a nice little present at the end of the day. Uh, let me just take a photo of that if I can. Uh, although it's kind of hard to get a good view of this, but I'll try. All right, and immediately I'm getting bitten by mosquitoes again. I'm just walking, hopefully fast enough so that they can't land on me. Uh, but I think we'll see their bounty when I get back home. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, wow. Well, the skies are beautiful. I gotta say, it's almost impossible to capture the beauty on a cell phone photo, but oh well. Um, the other, the other list. Where is my list? Here it is. So, um, my, my full list for, for the dailies, meditation, which is actually the uh, liturgical office of the readings. That's what I start with uh, when I wake up at six in the morning. Um, what I do is I wake up, I put my two feet on the ground and I say, today is going to be a great day. And if I feel really bad and I, I'm not sure if it's going to be a great day, I tell myself somehow... This is going to be a great day. Then I go uh, visit the bathroom and make myself a cup of coffee. And sometimes I'll eat a, f a piece of fruit or something like that. I also drink a few glasses of water because I'm dehydrated. So I uh, actually, in, instead of starting with coffee, I start with water and then uh, coffee. Then I go back up. I change into my uh, workout clothes. I'm trying to see if there is... If I go to the left, will I have a nice view of that sunset? I'm going to give it a try. Because, of course, the dike is now in between me and the sunset. And there is a very fast bike rider passing me by. Ah, which is... Ah, today, with the long bike ride, I realized once, once more that I will never be 
a true bike rider, bicycle fanatic. I just don't like sitting <laughs> on a saddle. It just, I don't know, it's not comfortable. I so prefer running or walking. Uh, I'm getting a little bit out of breath because I'm, I still feel like I'm being chased by these ugly mosquitoes. Okay, there is the sunset. And oh my gosh, yes, this is gorgeous. Fanta oh, wow. Oh, this is going to be so great. I got to take this photo here. Um, got some nice flowers in the foreground because we don't, and uh, we don't uh, mow the grass anymore. Oh, it's beautiful. I got to put this on, uh, what is it? Uh, no, 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 no. Back. How did I go back? Four by three. I need to put on the HDR because this is really tough to capture. But I'm going to give it a try anyway. There you go. Number one. And then I'm going to focus on the flowers in the foreground to create a bit of depth. Let me see. Is that working? Oh, wow. It's really... And the sun is about to set. Like, it's a few seconds, and then it will be gone behind the behind the horizon. That's why I'm trying to capture this. I'll post it on Instagram, in case you're wondering what this looks like. Let me see. Oh, wow. That is super beautiful. These are the little things that I... I'm grateful for. And then I'm getting bitten by this. Like I'm trying to say how beautiful nature is and then immediately nature strikes back. Thank you very much, mosquitoes. I hate you. But I love nature. But I hate mosquitoes. Okay. Did he bite me? No, I think I just chased him off. Probably a number of his friends were... When I was trying to... They always... They hide. <laughs> They, they, they distract you with one mosquito on your hand and then five others are biting my ankles. That's usually what happens. Oh, boy. Um, uh, back, to the, <laughs> back to the habits. Sorry about this chaotic <laughs> approach of the, <laughs> of the... Normally, this podcast is very random, but now it's even worse. <clears throat> Blame nature for it. Then, so meditation is the office of readings uh, so I take some time to read the biblical reading and then usually it's a reading from one of the church fathers or a theologian um, I don't try to spend too much time on it because again I want to keep this habit it's more important for me to, to have the habit to establish the habit and fortify it than to you know execute it perfectly um, then I uh, well, actually, I already mentioned that. So, coffee change in my workout work what is it workout uh, workout attire. Uh, then I go and do my morning run, and then I get back. I eat usually um, some eggs or just protein, um, some uh, yogurt or uh, uh, or some other dairy product. Uh, some fruit. I kind of skip the bread uh, because it is usually my calorie um, a lot allowance gets a pretty big hit from 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 bread right now. 
So I'm just focusing on what keeps me full for the rest of the morning. Uh, I take a shower. I pray the morning prayer. And then I, this is an important one, journaling. I sit down and I do um, my journaling on uh, uh, the Day One app, which is <clears throat> now also available for Android. Uh, but I, I have it on the iPad. I use the free version. Um, so it only syncs to my iPad. There's no backup in the cloud. Uh, but again, you know, I'm just trying to establish the routine of doing <clears throat> this journaling. And then I, I've tried out a lot of different journaling methods. Sometimes it was uh, just write down some uh, to-do items and stuff, priorities, that sort of stuff. It was very much work-focused, and I felt it was too restrictive um, because my day is about more than just work. Then you had these super affirmative things, you know, tell something you want to be proud of at the end of the day and and, uh, words of encouragement and that sort of stuff. Usually in the morning, after a run, I'm not yet that inspired for deep thoughts and all sorts of, you know, beautiful uh, poetry. So I finally found something uh, via, I think it was via TikTok video or maybe it was on YouTube. Uh, someone who suggested uh, to do a build uh, diary or, or a journal. And the, the letters build, form the word build, uh, referring to a number of aspects of your life. Um, and so, the, let me just go over them. The B is for what are you going to do for your body today? Well, that's usually the workout, but it can also be, you know, go to bed in time or eat healthy. Um, You, what are you going to do for you, for yourself? This is an important one, and I'm glad that it actually follows the B, because it is something that usually... (laughs) Bloody mosquito landing on my thumb, knowing very well that I'm holding my phone and I can't defend myself. These nasty little critters. Okay. Uh, so the, you know, we are used to putting ourselves last, which is very noble, but it's not always very healthy. So the question is, what are you going to do for you, for yourself? Um, and then I just write down stuff that is not work-related. So what am I going to do with my me time today? And it can be... Usually I write down, I'm going to read a book or, or watch it, uh, an episode of a TV series. Or just, you know, I don't really write down uh, physical exercise to go out for a walk because I still consider that to be part of work because I'm really working on getting my health back. It's, uh, it's not always relaxing. But it can also just be... Um, uh, taking some extra time to cook or just go and, I don't know, go to a, a bookstore, stuff like that. Then the I is, uh, what was the I? Oh, income. What are you going to do for your income? That is also a, v- a good question because, of course, uh, it's work-related, but it's focusing on, you know, what's the work yielding its income and that helps you to uh, sustain yourself um so what are you going to do for income and 
usually I write down lofty <laughs> projects like recording podcasts, uh, editing a TV show, writing a script, recording voiceovers, that sort of stuff. Um, so it's basically, it's every day, the idea is that every day you need to do something for your income as well. Uh, it's getting the Bible, right? You should also work. <laughs> There's no place for laziness in, uh, in this life. Except if it's during your me time. Then it's kind of limited. Uh, the L is what are you going to do for love? To spread love. What are you going to do for friendship? What are the things that you're going to do to, um, well, to spread love? That's how I formulate it. And that can be a wide range of things. It can be socializing. For me, I write down uh, just, you know, taking some time to talk with, the, with Father Henry and the other people in the home or sometimes with the parishioners. As an introvert, um, this is something that I count as an effort. It's, it's a, a great effort and it also, of course, uh, brings me joy to... Inter- I, I couldn't live on an island, but it, it still takes away energy. So it's something that I need to commit myself to. So socializing, it can also be uh, contacting or listening to friends or family. Um, or sometimes I just write down... Um, I, I take some time for to love myself and, and to just be for instance to be patient with myself to not get get frustrated with the lack of progress or cutting myself some slack um, this is sometimes necessary uh, especially after uh, this last week which I, I was really having such a hard time with everything and I, I on, a num- on a number of those days I just wrote down I'm just going to try to love myself a little bit more instead of always being hard on myself. Um, I'll explain later what actually happened, what triggered this overall feeling of uh, discomfort and unhappiness. But let me just continue first. Uh, The D, um, what are you going to do to develop yourself? This is a hard one. Um, and it, 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 it's kind of part of... You, you want to keep learning. You want to discover. You want to push yourself. And so, oftentimes I just wrote down, read a book. But that's already part of what I, what I like to do at the end of the day. So, uh, I do read quite a few books that are non-fiction um, and are more instructional. So, it can be anything from time management to... Uh, psychology or uh, self-help books or motivational books or stuff like that so yeah sure but then I was like well that's still it's taking in information it's not really learning it's not developing skills and so I I think in the future I may write down some more practical skills Uh, I want to develop my for instance my cooking I want to develop my skills when it comes to making cosplay costumes or Lego, that sort of stuff. Um, sort of creative parts. But right now I'm super limited in what I can do on that level. So I reverted back to learning languages. And I'm using uh, a great app that a fellow priest recommended to me. Um, 
which is basically um, uh, a system of uh, these these you know question and answer cards, but then it's digitized and you can just use existing libraries. And I use it to learn currently Spanish, so I want to improve my Spanish uh, my mastery of Spanish, which is almost non-existent because I never really spend time learning it, and I want to increase the vocabulary. Um, and the app is called AnkiDroid. So A-N-K-I-D-R-O-I-D. AnkiDroid. Um, it's a really cool app. It's very hard. <laughs> it's very strict. Because um, this is a way that I l- used to learn words when I was still in, in, in secondary school. The difference is I had to write it down myself and flip the cards myself but this does it for you um but it is really it's very cool um i won't go into detail but and then i was like but when am i going to do because it's it's not enough to say i want to learn this new language you have to connect it to a specific other existing habit and so i connected it to lunchtime um because when it's lunchtime I uh, have my prayers before lunch, then I eat lunch, and then I give myself half an hour to just do something like learning a language. Uh, And that half hour is very gratifying, and you can actually do a lot when it comes to learning in in just half an hour. And it is strenuous, um, but I'm already making progress. It's like training physically, uh, training the mind is that, oops, mosquito alert. Did it land on my shoulder? Is that a mosquito? No, it's not. Okay, I'm getting a little bit... uh, (laughs) There must be a lot to say about this fear of mosquitoes that I have. (laughs) Um, So, studying. I can check that off as well. Then I have a few items that I do just once a week. and that are programmed to only appear once a week in my list of dailies, uh, or weeklies in this case, and it's uh, wash laundry, fold laundry. That just appears, and then I do that usually on Friday or Saturday. Um, also, on the weekly list is administration, so once a week I sit down, I go through all the paperwork, I scan in the stuff, I pay my bills, Uh, Unless, of course, it's something super urgent, but usually it's not. So the paperwork once a week. And then I've got... uh, This is my 5 o'clock, my 5 p.m. item. It's read one hour. I first had a lofty goal of reading 100 pages. This is because I wanted to go through the entire Wheel of Time series before the end of the year. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it turns out that it's not always possible to read 100 pages in one hour because it, it requ- I can do it if I read really fast, but then I need 100% concentration, which, I have to be honest, is hardly ever there. <laughs> so <laughs> instead, I want to uh, just, again, it's more about the habit than it is about the results. So I said, just one hour, I need to dedicate one hour to reading it can also be one hour just listening to audiobooks that also counts again it's about the habit 
And that one was also very hard to maintain because usually around five o'clock, I'm still, I, I fall behind on my schedule every single day. And so I constantly feel like oh, I haven't worked enough hours. I, I should finish this. I should do that. And it's usually towards the end of the day that I get bad conscience. And then it's super easy to sacrifice reading. Because I think, well, but I already went out for a run. So I've spent so much time on myself. I need to do more for my income. I need to do more for my work. And it's not good. And, and uh, that is why this is on my list. Because I, I know that reading is really beneficial for my overall well-being. It also gives me ideas. It changes. It puts you in a different world. Um, and I want this. This is just a priority. I want to integrate this in my life. And because I wrote it down as one of my priorities, I don't want to uh, sacrifice it to other priorities. I just need to make sure that I make realistic um, estimates. So when I write down in the morning, I will do this or that for my income. Um, Oftentimes, at the end of the day, I go through that list and I write down what I actually did, which is a really nice uh, journaling exercise. It's like an evaluation. I wanted to do this. Did I do that or did I do something else? Usually, I always do something in all these different areas. Sometimes it's super simple it's very very little but uh and sometimes it's a lot it depends but i i saw a video of matt diavella who's a youtuber that i follow because he's an editor and a filmmaker um, and i aspire to be one no actually i am i am i'm a colleague of matt diavella just he's really really good so he's one of my examples and he makes these self-help videos and uh, I follow him on Instagram as well and uh, he uh, at one point wrote on Instagram uh, if you beat yourself up at the end of the day of all these goals that you haven't attained and you feel bad about it maybe instead of feeling bad about yourself think ask yourself if your goals were actually realistic and that was a, a real eye-opening comment. It's like, yeah, that is true. I, I gave myself impossible goals. I wanted to finish all the, the editing of eight episodes. I think it was eight. Seven or eight episodes. No, wait a minute. Eight. Definitely eight. Yeah, eight episodes. Because uh, Hugo, Hugo is doing seven episodes. I want to uh, finish editing eight episodes of my TV show before I go on vacation. And as I mentioned in, earlier on in this podcast, I was unable to, to put myself to work. I just couldn't. For some reason, it just didn't work. And I felt bad about it. I was frustrated. And I was beating myself up. And like, you're lazy. Just start. Stop procrastinating. And the more I yelled to myself the less it worked. And, and that's when I started to realize, well, maybe I'm just being unrealistic. Maybe what, what my, my subconscious is trying to tell me is you need a break. You need to focus on some other stuff for a moment. And trust me, it will come back because you love doing this work. You love telling these stories. You lo- <laughs> if you have time, you love editing 
So it's not a question of motivation. It's probably just the disposition that is wrong. Maybe after those intense weeks of filming and all the other stuff that's going on in your life, uh, give yourself a break. Cut yourself some slack. Set some simpler goals. And, and just let go of that fixated idea that you have to finish everything. There is no... Re- nobody is telling you to do that. There's no necessity. The first five episodes are going to be edited by Hugo. And they will be ready to go. So you have months to do this. So again, you're, you're, you're creating frustration and stress... And no one, no one forces you to do that. It's just because you set yourself some unrealistic goals. And the moment I let go of that and I cut myself some slack and I spent some, some days, some, there were some days last week where I just slept and I did my run and I read a book and that was it. And be, but because I gave myself permission to, well, to to just focus on, on getting my health back and finding my new rhythm and being kind to myself, uh, it was okay. And I, I started to feel better. A little aside here, uh, the, kind of what triggered the overall unhappiness last week was um, a, a very strong trigger that I experienced, which I at first didn't even understand. Um, so oftentimes during the weekend, Father Henry... And Luigi will have guests. And usually those guests just are invited for a dinner. That for me is... Uh, it's okay, but I'm not always in the mood. Uh, and I had to explain uh, multiple times to Henry how an introvert works. It's something that he's not familiar with at all. And he's not aware of the, of the difference between extroverts, which he is, and introverts. And, and like many extroverts, it's very difficult for him to understand that someone does not appreciate being among friends all the time or being in a situation with with people that you don't know and uh, that that costs energy because for him being around people and having guests is a source of energy it's like what you see with Pope Francis you know even though he may be tired and he's old but when he is among people you see him just take in all that energy of the crowd and he just gets this uh, incredible uh, I don't know just energy and with, with introverts um, it's, it's being among people is not necessarily something bad but it does cost energy and you need to recharge in time and especially for me when I'm with people that I don't know and that I did not know were going to be invited. That's another thing. It's kind of the unexpected nature. You walk into the kitchen and all of a sudden there are like two people that you've never seen before. Sometimes they are not from the Netherlands, so they speak Spanish or something else. And it's like, oh, I was just hoping to be amongst ourselves. And now I have to put a lot of effort... All, all evening long into adapting to these two people that I don't know. Uh, anyway, I explained it to Father Henry. He was very glad that I told him how it works and that sometimes I will just not d- uh, have dinner with them because I just can't. It's too much and I need 
time alone. And so I think he understands now how that works. Hello. But uh, it, it took some explaining. So uh, usually it's just guests for, the, for, for dinner. Uh, but this time uh, he told me that uh, he was going to have a guest that would stay for the entire weekend until Monday. And it happened to be uh, someone that I knew from my own past. Uh, some, someone uh, who I was not always on good terms with. Let's put it that way. And so I immediately uh, felt a lot of stress. I was like, oh, this is not just someone that I don't really know, but this is someone that I don't know how that person is going to react to me. And I'm not sure how I'm going to react to that person. Um, and then the more... The, the the closer the weekend uh, came, the 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 more it's, I started to be completely distraught by it. And then on Saturday, I I kind of basically ran away. It was so strong. I was like, I don't want to see that person. I don't want to be there. I I don't. I feel like I I lose my safety. And I was like, Well, what is going on? Why why are you over? Overreacting like this, um, I mean the, the 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 let's say the friction that I experienced in, the, in, in w- with that person is years and years and years ago, but I, it just triggered something very very deep in me, and then I, I it took me literally two days to figure out what what it was, and it is it has to do with the time that I. Uh, that I had to, uh, that I, that uh, the other person was in my life, was a time that I felt uh, completely excluded and alone. Uh, this was when I came back from Rome, and I had received uh, uh, a, an appointment in in the ta- in the city of Amersfoort. And I, but I was still working really hard to do my exams and everything. And then I, when I came back to the Netherlands, the, nobody had uh, taken care of my housing. So I, I was like, they asked me, well, so where are you going to rent an apartment? And I was like, that is not my job. That is you should have gotten me an apartment. <laughs> that, seriously, I'm studying in, in Rome that's not my job. And I've, it felt so bizarre to be nominated. I was nom- nominated pastor of four parishes. And none of these people had, had spent time to find me a place to live. It didn't even cross their minds that I had to live somewhere. And so there was no room. There was literally no place for me to stay. And I was like, what the heck? And so I ended up... Uh, having to stay for months in the, at the seminary, which honestly was the last place on earth where I wanted to return to. I did not enjoy being in the seminary at all. It was often a place where I felt uh, ill at ease, not really... Um, this goes really deep. Uh, oftentimes, it's, and this is the seminary in the Netherlands, uh, this is not even with the person that I was 
<laughs> going to meet that weekend. Uh, this was way before that. But even with other uh, people in charge of the seminary, I always felt like I was not belonging there. And because I did not fit the mold. And you could so feel the pressure of having to conform to the expectations of what a seminarian should do, how he should behave. And I just couldn't conform. I'd never really been able to fit in those you know, prefabricated molds. And so, but I, I felt much stronger than I had ever felt in, uh, when I was doing my studies for five years in Belgium. I felt like I, 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 this was not tolerated. And I was constantly berated by the, by the uh, rector of the seminary. And countless times I had to go, you know, I was called and had to talk with him why I was being subversive, etc. And I'm like, dude, I am not being subversive. I'm not trying to, to be negative or, what, or whatever. I'm, I just... I'm a, I'm different, and and apparently that is not that's not allowed. I, I it was a horrible time. Um, so these last years in seminary was were very painful because I felt like I don't belong here. I I I shouldn't even be in the seminary because I've been studying for ten years now. I've done two masters, and good lord, if I'm not ready to be a priest now, then I will never be ready. And then, and then in the end, like after 10 years of studies, they're still not accepting me as I am. And I didn't believe, and I still don't believe, that I was a bad person at all. It was just that, well, their idea of how a seminarian should be was different. And, well, that as long as you uh, do exactly what was expected. And there were some seminarians that were like that. I knew that they were not... <laughs> their, their behavior was uh, basically sucking up to the staff. And I refuse to do that. I've always refused to do that. I'm just me. And if that's not good enough for you, then that shouldn't be my problem. But they made it my problem. So anyway, lots of bad memories of the seminary. Also very different from Father Henry. Um, and so... <sighs> The, this, uh, this other person triggered that and I, I suddenly realized that wait a minute this, his, uh, the reason that I'm triggering so much on this is that again I feel like I'm, I'm back in the same situation where I've been expelled from my previous parish literally forced to move out nobody wanted me to go there, to 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 move, uh, except for a few people that have just, I don't know, I won't, I'll, it's better not to say anything about it, but their behavior has been shocking, and it's still, I'm still not over it, but anyway, they wanted me out, and of course, uh, as you know, uh, I've been living here since the 1st of April, and it's only probably in October that I'm going to be able to move into my rectory. That makes that I am again in the situation for a half a year that I have no home. That I feel like I, I've been cast out. And of course, Father Henry's been wonderful and everybody's been super kind. But it's still, I'm, I'm still in a loft in an attic that is super cold in the winter and bloody hot in the summer. And 
I, the internet is flaky and everything. There's just so much that I feel was was kind of taken from me, <laughs> and, and and of course, life is also about sometimes sacrificing and accepting that. Well, just looking, trying to look at the good things and the things you have. I when I did my homily. Uh, this Sunday, that's why I focus so much on that. It's, it, I was also talking to myself, like try to see the good things and don't think too much about what you've lost. But it still hurt, and it still feels like again I was not accepted as I was, and that hurt the most. I don't care about where I live, but what I felt was that they kicked me out because I didn't. Con- I I was not the kind of priests that uh, some other people wanted me to be there. They they wanted someone who never complained, never was never critical. I didn't complain. I was sometimes I was critical about the choices that they made, but they just wanted someone who would never voice that criticism would would and would and would do exactly what they wanted to do. Basically use me as a a servant that they could just boss around and if there's anything that I'm allergic to if there's one thing I'm allergic to it's being bossed around um, I still get mad when I talk about it that's how deep it was so and this goes back of course all the way to my childhood where in school I was always the outsider I was always the, considered to be the loser the nerd <laughs> and and not just by children uh, I've also had a few teachers that uh, that uh, I think were, were very bad teachers that always try to instill fear in their in their pupils instead of encouraging them and I, I think it scarred me and then even I think maybe in my education or actually not maybe pretty I'm pretty certain of that that in my education there have also been I think it sometimes gave me the feeling that uh, that you were only good enough if you would if you could prove it that I was well to just stay with it just an example being a very introverted kid, I was often forced to to mingle with other people and to just you know be outgoing, etc. And and I was accused to be lazy and selfish. Whereas the definition is introverted, has nothing to do with selfishness. But that was that's it was constantly labeled like that. And it scarred me. It really scarred. It gave me the feeling that I wasn't good enough. And every time that I'm kicked out, and I'm literally homeless in a certain way. That's what happened when I came back from Rome. When and and now that I'm kicked out of of the old rectory, it gives it triggers that same feeling that I felt as a child to not being good enough, not being accepted as I was, not being loved for who I was. And that is, I think, why I was completely overreacting to that 
weekend and uh, and the only way that I could figure out what to do is like I couldn't fl- I couldn't escape because this is not my house and the person was there for three days and so continued to trigger and then of course I ultimately ended up you know having to deal with the situation and there was nothing there was there was nothing wrong and there was no you know there's no resentment or anything because I I realized only afterwards that what I was reacting to was my own pain it was that 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 person reminded me of a situation that was way bigger than whatever happened I mean when I was at the rectory for for a few months I was also berated by that person for at least I experienced it as uh, criticism that I I wasn't uh, I was disturbing the life of the seminary because I did not always attend uh, the the prayer times etc so I was setting a bad example to the students and again I was like good lord I'm I'm back from a, from studies in Rome. I've now in total studied more than 12 years of my life and I've been a priest for for almost 10 years and it's not still not good enough and I'm still being treated like a child that that is like oh every time someone uh touches that that pressure point uh all hell breaks loose. So that was why I was feeling miserable. I've been feeling miserable for more than a week afterwards. And I was like, all of a sudden it felt like everything is coming back to me. And there was just no way to reason myself out of it. This was a very primal feeling of, of distress. And, well, again, the only thing that I could do is cut myself some slack give myself some time, focus on the things that are in my control. And if, if life uh, leaves you floating, you have to make your own floating device, uh, for, which for me is uh, working my way back to, uh, to health, to self-control, to uh, having a, a good prayer life, taking good time to also take care of myself and also very deliberately shutting out a lot of stress factors which is very hard but there are some things that I can't deal with right now and I I need to first make some room for for myself to heal and to find my strength and the only way that I know how to do that is by just Lead, trying to lead a super structured life. This is not about just control. This is about giving myself uh, enough structure to heal um, and to strengthen what is clearly still very weak. Um, so having these goals that are quite superficial, I mean, running a marathon, who cares? Uh, <laughs> doing a hundred push-ups, uh, who cares? But it's these are just little things that I can actually 
do and I know that are good for me. And I also experience the beneficial effects of just uh, getting healthier, losing weight, getting fit. It all has also a psychological effect. Um, and it's the opposite of what, uh, what I sometimes used to do, and that's to go in self-destruct mode and do, uh, you know, eat potato chips and sleep uh, very irregularly and um, all that s- stuff that... And that, that all, also oftentimes were just symptoms of me having to deal with stress, with, uh, with pain. And the best way to deal with stress and pain is not by trying to to use a pacifier <laughs> or to numb it but to work on strength and that is over time I think helping me to deal with you know the some of the pain that I had to go through it's 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 pretty hard to share this uh since I cannot really I don't want to go into too much personal detail uh, or well I'm, I'm very personal but when it comes to other people so that's why I don't want to name names don't want to uh, I don't want to uh, detail too much what I experienced but uh, but it's been really 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 tough and and then being in a in, a, in isolation that's how it feels you know that's why I'm constantly so distraught by the lack of a good internet connection here. It's not about the internet. It's about the internet is my portal to my community. And my community is really important to me. And the, the friendship that has carried me uh, for years and years as a priest is something that I, that I need more than ever. And then when, when I'm chatting with that community and all of a sudden the 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 internet breaks and the and the the stream stops and it's like it's like again i feel like i'm totally isolated and yes i'm again overreacting sometimes but it is out of this fear of being alone and uh and not not having people around me that uh, for who i'm good enough as i am uh, and that is what I appreciate. Uh, that's why I appreciate my friends and the community so much. And also the parishioners here and Father Henry. They all give me the feeling that, you know, it's, it's good. I'm, I'm, I'm good enough. And that is, that is what I need to feel sometimes. Because I, I, I don't always have the ability to convince myself that I am. All right. <laughs> it's time is high time to to end this uh, long conversation i apologize <laughs> i'm so uh long-winded but well this podcast i think this is the this is my this is a show where i bear my soul and i share it and i know that many people would tell me not to but that's just what it is this is also kind of like a <laughs> my way to 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 think things through so it's beneficial for me most of all and hopefully it's not too boring for you but then again you 
I don't want to force you at all to listen to all these meanderings. Uh, so thank you if you did. <laughs> no problem if you, if you didn't. Then you wouldn't hear this. All right. Time to wrap up. It is uh, 10 o'clock. I need to be in bed. Take care and God bless. <laughs>